You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is Trip from TripAdvice.com, your host. And I want to welcome you to a great episode today. We are doing the first thing I've, I've ever done. It's an interview with two people. And not only is it two people, but they are a couple. And not only is it a couple, but they are both dating coaches. And they've come here to teach you about some amazing stuff with how to get girls on Tinder and some online dating apps. And we're going to walk through the entire process and more on that, more on that, excuse me, in just a minute. But before we get into that, I just want to announce if you have not picked up your free podcast gift, that's right, at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift, I highly recommend you go get that because it is an amazing video of one of my students doing an approach and basically me breaking down every single move that he makes to get these hot girls numbers during the day. So I highly suggest you check that out at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift, which is only for you, my podcast listener. That's my gift to you. And of course, if you have any questions, you want any questions answered, call the How to Talk to Girls hotline. How have you not done that already? You're going to get direct access to me to give you the answers to your burning questions. 323-432-0025, Okay? Now, let me introduce you to Christy Elaine and Blake Jameson. And let me tell you just a little bit about them. Blake Jameson, he went viral. Okay, he had an article where he ended up getting an insane hundreds and hundreds amount of matches on Tinder because of a few little crazy little tweaks that he made to his profile. And he started his company called Tinder Hacks at tinderhacks.com that teaches you how to basically hack Tinder, how to make Tinder your bitch so you can meet a lot of amazing women. Okay, so he's going to teach you some great tricks today. He's got plenty up his sleeve. Check him out at tinderhacks.com. And his amazing, wonderful girlfriend named Christy Elaine at christyelaine.com. And uh, you'll see those links in the description. She's a dating coach, and she helps you make first dates amazing. So we've combined this power couple where Blake kind of teaches you what to do on Tinder, and then Christy teaches you what to do to get the first date, and they give amazing advice. This is one of the longer interviews I've done, I think maybe close to 45 minutes or even longer. But anyway, we go into every single little minute detail up into how to set up their profile and how to get an amazing girl to go on a date with you and what to say and how to do it with Christy Elaine and Blake Jameson. So without further ado, here's my interview with the amazing power couple. Let's get to it. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on. This is so exciting because you're the first people that I've interviewed where there's like two of you. I don't know if I'll ever even be doing this again. And I thought this was so <laughs> exciting to have both of you together talking about dates. So this right. is great. Yeah. Oh, so we've cool. actually never done one together. We've never done a podcast together. So we're okay. excited. Okay. So we're all losing our virginity here in terms of uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, 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 double interviews. This is This is fantastic. Well, you guys have a really interesting story and you're both coaches and that's one of the reasons why you know I wanted to have you here on the podcast and talk to you and and it's really cool that you guys are a couple and it just it's there's just so much here and there's so much to talk about so yeah just start from the beginning how did you guys meet how did this all happen I want to hear both of your separate stories of how you got into coaching uh, if you guys don't already know I've already interviewed Blake separately on the YouTube channel so check that out it's called Tinder Hacks with Blake Jameson, and that's on the YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the description uh, of this episode. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Tell me everything. Absolutely. Um, so Christy and I first met uh, about two years ago, which was what, 2013 Social Media Week in Los Angeles, uh, which is like a social media conference that lasts a week long, and there's a bunch of different 
presentations and you know keynotes and people come and talk about social media stuff. Uh, and this was long before either of us were in the dating kind of niche. And there was this presentation that we both wanted to go to and it was completely full. And so there was this little kind of overflow room on just like a really small kind of side office in this building um, that Christy was in. And I came in because I wanted to watch the live streaming of that keynote. So that was like the overflow. And we went in there and, and, and that's when we first met. Yeah, Blake somehow got me to drink a beer in the middle of the day. And then, nice. you know, I, I had a boyfriend at the time. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but, you know, fast forward, we became friends on Facebook and we stayed in touch. And when I, when I was single... Um, I got on Tinder for the first time and I had seen Blake's stuff about, you know, match of the day. He came up with this template and I was flipping through Tinder and I found the template that he was, you know, giving out to guys. And so I posted on his wall and I was like, oh my God, you know, I just found your, your Tinder thing. And he hit me up separately, like, you know, in a private message and was like, hey, what are you doing on Tinder? I thought you were in a relationship, but if not, then hey girl. <laughs> oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. So, um... So yeah, we just started, you know, at that time he had moved to Phoenix. Um, okay. And so it was probably about four months from then until we finally had our first, you know, meetup wow. when he came to LA. So it's kind of been yeah. like, it was like a whole long, this is like a story. It's like a whole long process for you guys to finally end up together. Yeah, we had a history before we Wow. Blake, do you, do you remember um, what you said to start the conversation when you first started talking? Do you remember that at all? Uh, so when, um, like at Social Media Week, uh, she, Christy was with a friend of hers, uh, and it was, it was only a couple of people in the room. And I really, um, I had read like The Game, you know, by Neil Strauss, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, you know, there's the whole like negging or not paying too much attention to like your primary kind of target or interest <laughs> or whatever. Sure. So it really, it was like, that was kind of at the time, like all I really knew. So I actually focused primarily on just like talking to a friend and being friendly who I really had like no like physical attraction to. She's a very nice person. Um, but I just played it cool, I think. And right. I mean, yeah, I, didn't I really remember thinking you were a little, much. I thought you were a little cocky. Yeah, I think I probably was. but you probably <laughs> but you probably liked it, didn't you? Probably did so. just a little bit. He was cool, you know. He was carrying around a skateboard and yeah, um, skateboarded down there. Yeah, cool. amazing, amazing. And so now, fast forward to today, you guys are together, and you're both coaches. Do you guys do a lot of? Um, I mean, I know we're doing this, you know, interview right now together, but do you guys do a lot of business together? Do you cross over that way at all or is it kind of you're both doing your separate yeah. things or how does that work with you two? I think, I mean, there's a lot of overlap. I think that, um, you know, like Christy said, like we kind of met after, after I had done my Tinder experiment, but before I had written the ebook itself. So when I first wrote the ebook, uh, I actually sent it to Christy and I don't remember if we were actually dating yet. I think we were like just kind of starting to talk yeah. and like planning to get together, but she gave me like totally epic feedback on the book, like a super really long detailed bullet pointed email about like the girl's kind of perspective and what things I, I nailed in the book and what things could maybe use better explanation. And, and that was like, honestly, like a huge turn on to me to see someone that was like, so into like the dating advice stuff and like willing to give feedback. Cause like usually like I'll give, if people send me projects to look at, like I'll try and give them very detailed, long feedback or whatever. And mm -hmm. Nobody else had really done that. So to see her do that was cool. And so as soon as I launched the book, which launched before uh, Christie's Nailed It book, um, I would get guys reaching out to me and asking different questions, you know, about Tinder and about talking to girls and going on dates and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I would oftentimes loop Christie into the email. Uh, I, would, I would forward it to her and I'd say, hey, what's your take on this? And then she'd send me an answer and I'd be like, well, I can't. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. That's perfect. So then... I would reply back to my reader and say, Hey, you know, I hope it's okay, but I actually, uh, I have my girlfriend look at this as well. And this is what she came up with. And this is maybe a little bit that I have to add to it. But I think between the two of us, like you should be all set. So we kind of like tag teamed there. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Yeah, totally. And then yeah. that, you know, kind of turned into some coaching opportunities for me. Um, and it kind of inspired me because I, at the time I was writing a book for women. Um, and I, you know, I was like, I really like working with men. And so that's when I decided to write my book for men about first dates. Cause you know, I had just come off of a 
big Tinder spree, you know, or online dating spree before meeting Blake. And I had a lot to say about first dates, especially online dating first dates. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it all came into play. And now we're like, you know, we were just on the panel together um, that you were on the Smart Speaker series mm -hmm. and we're working on some projects together. You know, we, um, we do Tinder Society together, which, well, it's Blake's, um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think we, we touched on it briefly on the, the YouTube thing we did trip, but it's basically just like a private Facebook group where we have uh, a few kind of, I guess, Tinder hackers like myself that had done similar experiments and then about a dozen girls that we're calling wing women, right? Yeah. Uh, Tinder wing women. Mm -hmm. uh, and so basically just to kind of give guys feedback on their profiles or on their messages. And so it's just like a really, really close knit, like private group. That's a super safe environment for guys to like, they can put a screenshot up of a failed text conversation and then they can get immediate feedback from like 10 very good looking girls from all over the world of saying, okay, well, this is what I would have done differently. And this is why And it's cool because not everyone will give exactly the same advice, you know, every, it's all subjective. And so it's nice because the guys can kind of pair like what advice they listen to with like the type of girl that they're interested in. So, so Blake, so Blake, Tinder society, how can guys get access to this? Uh, so that info is on tindersociety.com. Okay. Tindersociety.com. We'll make sure to put that in the description as well. So, so okay, guys okay. can check that out and they can join that. For sure. Very cool. So yeah, so let's get into the meat of this. I, you know, I know we're going to be talking about basically how to use Tinder to get first dates. And I know that there's a whole process there and there's a lot of, of, uh, of things you can do to really increase your chances of getting a really solid date. And you guys know how to do it and do it best. So yeah, let's, let's start from the top here. I mean, and before we get into it, I actually have a, a quick question for you guys. Do you think a guy should just do Tinder or the apps? Do you think it's just like a no-brainer, like why bother with anything else because this stuff is so, so easy and you can do it from the comfort of your own phone and all that? Or do you think it should be, you know, something like an addition to also meeting people in person or, or you know, the other online dating sites? What are your, what are you guys' opinions on that in terms of options of, of meeting people? I mean, I absolutely think it should be an addition to meeting people in real life. Nothing really replaces that, you know, get yourself out there and meet people and, you know, join activities where there's going to be women and approach people and like practice mm -hmm. talking to people in person. That's so important. And then I think that like, depending on how much time you have and what site, you know, meets your needs, then get on the dating sites, find the one that works best for you and then just use that as a supplement. And do you think, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Blake. Oh, I was going to say, you know, the nice thing about Tinder is that it's very like low, like low barrier to entry. Like you said, like you can do it from your phone. It's really easy. It connects up to your Facebook, so it's already got all your pictures. You write a quick little bio, and like within like instantly, you're swiping or you know potentially looking at girls that you could go on a date with or guys. Right. So, so like there's definitely some like there's some e really easy of use. But if like Christy said, I mean, if you have more time, you know, doing something like OK Cupid where you're answering basically like personality questions, and then also kind of rating how important those answers to you and what answers are acceptable. I mean, then you can, you can get, you can cut to like a really kind of deeper level because you'll get into questions about, you know, like religion and politics, which can be like sticking points, you know, for romantic couples mm -hmm. if you don't share the same views. On Tinder, you don't get, you don't get much below kind of surface level stuff unless people put that in their bio. Right. So, right. Right. so it actually kind of saves time because I think on OkCupid, it's kind of quality versus quantity where you know the person you're going out with, you know a ton about them already. And so... There's less of a chance of wasting your night because you cut through all the, um, the you know, basic small talk, getting to know you type stuff. Right, right. But I'm sure you guys have some tips on how to make that work for guys who are using Tinder, right? Oh, yeah. So you can make sure you get on a on a solid date. Do you think, out of all of them, I, I know that you, you obviously you're biased towards Tinder, but do you think Tinder is the best of the dating apps itself, or or are they all kind of pretty good? Or what do you think about that? Well, I think it depends on your intentions. Um, I mean, obviously, there are sites like like OkCupid is probably a little bit taken a little more seriously, and then Match.com a little more seriously than that. So, like, if you are like looking to settle down and want a wife, 
Uh, not to say that like wife material isn't on Tinder because I believe that they certainly are. Everyone's on Tinder. It's just a lot of noise to cut through. So if you, it, it totally depends what you're looking for. Like, I think that Tinder is great if you're trying to either just make some new friends and nothing too serious, or kind of bleeding into like, well, you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy that was down for a committed relationship, but I just like kind of want to have fun and just see where things go. I think that Tinder is like a great place to start for that and because it's a low barrier to entry and it's just like so many girls at your fingertips, I think it's a good place to start because you can just, you can practice so much and just, just work on, you know, your communication skills or your, you know, dating chops really. Yeah. And I think actually this is kind of a cool thing when you're on both OkCupid and Tinder, a lot of times you'll match with the same person on both. And that's just, that's a conversation starter right there. It's like, Okay, so obviously we need to meet because we matched on Tinder and yeah. Cupid. And that's yeah. happened, you know, a lot to me. And I, th- I feel like then you can get to see both sides of a person. So it's, it's kind of cool to be on multiple sites. It's also funny when you match with one person on one app and then <laughs> you don't match on another app. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that might be a red flag. but <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so cool. So let's get into it. Let's talk about... You know, some of your guys' best tips in terms of, you know, starting off on Tinder and then and then getting to that 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 date and, and I'll chime in as we as we go along. Cool. Sure. So so obvious so I guess the first thing with Tinder, like I said, is it's linked to your Facebook. Uh, it'll pull pictures automatically, but you can go in and edit those really easy. And the biggest thing to understand is that uh, your profile pictures themselves, uh, primarily your first profile picture is really going to have like the biggest impact on your number of matches that you get. And so I look at it like a, almost like a marketing funnel where you're, you know, you're starting at the top and if you can get more people through, you know, down to the next level, down to the next level, down to the next level, then finally you, you know, close or make a sale or whatever, and which is getting a date. So like, I think the first thing to get more matches is like getting your pictures on point. All right. Would you yeah, agree? definitely. Yeah. And I think also getting feedback from other people is so important because Trust me, guys do not know what pictures of themselves look good. Like they have no idea sometimes. Just from just from Tinder society, you know, like and I think and maybe women too, but it's just like you need some other kind of outside feedback on what is your best picture. So what do you suggest? Do you suggest, you know, a guy, you know, puts up some pictures, finds what he thinks are the best and then asks some of his buddies or asks some girls like what they think? He has yeah. access to girls for sure. Ask the girls. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say girls, and and the most important thing I think is is choosing a girlfriend, you know, that will be honest with you, uh, and not one that's like afraid to like hurt your feelings or something. Because it's just important that you get their honest opinion, and preferably you ask a couple people, and then if you start to see trends, um, and and I think too, like just to make it less overwhelming for them, rather than say, hey, can you look through all my Facebook photos and just tell me which ones might be the best for, for Tinder? Because I would be honest and say, like, this is for dating. Like, I just I can't pick the best picture myself. Like, I need a girl's input. Can you help me? They're probably going to say yes. And honestly, because you're asking them, like, as a friend, e- even if this is somebody that you might, like, have a secret crush on, but it would never worked out or whatever, they're going to be thinking, like, oh, shit, he's getting on Tinder. Like, he's not, he's not that, you know, he's not interested in me. And then maybe it'll be like the thing like with Christy where it's like now she's like, oh, well, now I want to know what's going on. Um, That's hilarious. You can actually use yeah. it as an opener. You can like go to bars. That's so funny. Yeah. You can like go to the bars and be like, hey, let me ask your opinion. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting on Tinder. What do you think of these pictures? You'd be brutally honest with me. And then you can yeah. – and I mean, yeah, you can end up getting that girl's number. Like, oh, my yeah. God. It would probably work. Yeah. But I would narrow it down. Like pick like – I don't know. Maybe like three to five pictures. I'd yeah. say so that you're not overwhelming the girl, but just like out of these pictures, like which one do you think is my best? I'm trying to. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes these guys on Tinder Society, um, you know, none of their pictures were that great, and so then we had to go to their Facebook, and there were really good pictures on their Facebook that they didn't even notice. That's true. So yeah. So wh- what do you do if you don't like if just your Facebook is just like it's it's bunk? You know what I mean? Like there's just no good photos of you on there, or maybe there's like one decent one. What should you do at that point? Go take some good photos. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like cell phones are good enough that they can take pretty solid photos. Um, so, I mean, it's tough. Like, honestly, like it, it's a tricky situation. I mean, another thing that you could do, 
depending on your area, if you live in like a major metropolitan city, like, uh, you know, San Francisco or Los Angeles or, or New York or anything, like one thing you could do is go onto Craigslist and then under the uh, gigs section and then under the talent section, you can usually find like aspiring photographers that are willing to do what's called TFP shoots, which is trade for prints. So basically like you're not paying them to photograph you. They're not paying you as a model, but they get to keep your photos and, and you'll sign a model release and then they can use your photos in their portfolio. Wow. But, nice. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have that much time, you could basically go to a landmark or like, let's say you're hiking. Um, you could just ask a stranger to take a picture of you. I mean, you're never going to see them again. You know, you're on the top of the hike and there's beautiful scenery behind you. Why not just say, hey, can you take a picture of me? I'm sending it to someone, you know, and then do it that way. Or get your friends to take pictures of you. It's really not that hard to get a good portfolio of pictures of yourself if you're a social person and you go out um, to activities. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then you got to upload them to Facebook, right, after that? Because they have to – aren't they only retrieved from Facebook? Correct. Um, Although – and a lot of people kind of get afraid of this, but – you can actually you can upload it to a private photo album. So if you go into your photos on Facebook and then you say albums and it says create new album, then you set the privacy setting to what will say only me, which will be private. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can upload all your photos you want. And then you do have to make sure to actually go in and tag yourself, tag your face in the photo um, so that it'll it'll register within Tinder. But Tinder doesn't basically Tinder won't be Tinder will see that. Uh, photo, even though nobody else on Facebook will. So if you if you go out, you know, like with my example, and you do a little photo shoot with a, you know, a trade for print photographer, and then you're kind of, you know, if you don't want all your Facebook friends to like see that, but you want to throw it up on Tinder, right? To see if it works, then then that's one way that you can do it. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who were just getting on Tinder and they didn't really have pictures, so they were like kind of doing that. It was just it was just funny seeing like all of a sudden all these like photos going up of my friends who never put up photos, you know what I mean? It's like, so some people might be able to be like, oh, I wonder if they're going on one of those dating apps. But yeah, that's a good little trick if you kind of want to keep it private. I like that. That's good. For sure. Okay. So, so now we got some photos up. So what are your, what are your profile suggestions in terms of like the bio and stuff? Do you want to cover it? Well, I don't know. I think Something kind of short and sweet is usually good. You don't want to make it too long and go on and on about yourself, but you don't want to leave it blank. Um, Try not to be cocky, I think, because that's kind of, you know, don't be pessimistic. Don't talk about women you don't want to meet, things like that. Um, Usually just, you know, saying something about, you know, what you do for a living maybe and what some of your hobbies are and what kind of girl you're looking for. that works sometimes, or you can just kind of put an opener, like a question that might be fun for a girl to answer. Like, oh, um, interesting. Okay. Like smoother, crunchy peanut butter, something like that. That kind of gets the conversation going. Uh, it might make a girl more inclined to message you first. So that's what you'll put. You're saying you put that question in the bio. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never seen that. That's good. I like that. Okay, so then you get people. Yeah, that gives it gives an easy. Uh, easy time for someone to respond to you. Right. right. Absolutely. And I mean, I, so just to kind of touch on that too, I mean, originally when I started, I put a little bit of info about myself, like, you know, what I do for a living or what I enjoy. And I've moved entirely to the, just like the, what I call like challenge questions, which are little silly little questions like that, that, and you just keep, cause like, I think it's cool to kind of be like a man of mystery. And I mean, the reality is like, if you're like, oh, you know, I'm a whatever successful financial advisor that enjoys hiking on the weekends, you know, like, sure, some people might like mess- say like, oh, cool, that's great. I'm going to message this guy. But like, it's just kind of generic. Like, even though that's like a, that could be a real job and that might be a cool job and well-paying whatever, it just doesn't like separate you that much from the crowd and it doesn't really compel a girl to like take the initiative to like message you. But if you put something like, you know, you know, super important question to see if we're ever going to have a future together, crunchy or smooth peanut butter. And that's, that's it. Right. And it's like, then the girl like thinks it's funny, you know, it shows a sense of humor without saying I'm a funny guy with a good sense of humor, you know? So, right. but in that said though, um, I think that women are, even if it's not consciously like looking for, like we want to see somebody who's driven and passionate. So it is nice to see that they have a career. 
before we swipe. You know what I mean? I don't know. Women just look for a guy who's confident, funny, and successful. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I think it depends. I think it depends on how you say it because you can say, you know, I'm an investment banker who likes hiking, or you can say it in a cute, funny way where it's like. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a challenge question that's funny, and then you have like a picture of you that's like wearing a suit, obviously, you're like, you yeah. know, sitting in a bank, and then you have another picture of you like hiking, I feel like that says. Right. You know, I mean, there are a million different ways to do it. Um, just do something that's right for you. Yeah, right. And, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing too, is, yeah, exactly, is test it out. Just like try something. Like just because if you get on Tinder for the first time and you set up, you know, you you pick whatever picture you think is the best and then you put whatever bio you think is the funniest or the best or whatever and then it doesn't work for you. Like that doesn't at all – it doesn't mean that Tinder doesn't work. It doesn't mean that you're not attractive. It doesn't mean that you – the right girl's not out there or anything. It just means like, okay, you just have some work to do and that might not even be like work on yourself. It's like – Okay, well, let's try changing this picture. Okay, uh, let's try writing a different bio and going a different direction with it, uh, and just play with it, and then like test that out for a week and see, you know, if you start to match with the type of of women that you'd like to date. Uh, and if you do, then then keep doing what's working. And if you're not, then then change something up. Yeah, like you could be super technical about it and do exactly you know a hundred swipes one way and a hundred the other way, which is kind of what you talk about in your book, and then count how many matches you get. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wait, so let's talk about that a little bit. What's this hundred swipe thing? Okay. So it was one of the, like one of the principles in the Tinder hacks book or, or I don't know, principles, just ideas is to test photos. You know, if you don't want to go out and, and ask a girl that makes you uncomfortable, you don't have the right people to ask. Then let's just say, if you want to test between two photos, you do it very scientifically. You write down how many matches you currently have, which if it's brand new, it might be zero. That's fine. Whatever it is, write down that number, change out your primary profile picture, your very first one to one of the photos you want to test. Do not change any anything else in your anything else in your profile at all. All the other pictures stay the same, all the bios stay the same. And then swipe right on a hundred girls, which you can count and just I would just do it very quickly, just swipe, 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 so that it's easy to try. Swipe everyone. Right. Pretty much. Uh, and then after you finish that. Then I would wait like 48 hours because not everybody logs on to Tinder every day, but the people that do probably log on every two days. Um, okay. So I would wait two days and then see how many matches you have. So if you had, you know, you swiped 100 people and then it's like, okay, you got eight matches, you know, or whatever, eight new matches. Okay, that's fine. Eight out of 100, um, which actually, side note, wouldn't be, that's not bad at all for a guy. Uh, and then you go What's and you not do, bad? You said eight out of 100? Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you're close to ten percent, you're probably a beast. Like, I, I think it's <laughs> really? really it's just low. Yeah, it's really low for guys. I mean, it takes it's, it's a numbers game. Even with the testing and stuff, it's just like I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the average is. That would actually be really interesting to know. Right um, for girls, it's usually like a lot higher. Oh yeah, girls will have like almost a hundred. I never. I matched everybody. <laughs> right. Oh but my I mean, god! It's yeah, so it's, funny. It's like it's just the same thing as like. Yeah. Like going to a bar and like approaching, you know what I mean? It's like there's something so similar with that. Like if a girl were to go up to a guy at a bar, like any right. guy, pretty successful, like I'm sure they'd be able to exchange numbers, you know what I mean? If he was right. somewhat capable of having a conversation, asking for the number or whatever. Right. But a guy has to go through a series of rejections to finally get the girl who's interested, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's yeah, yeah. Un unbelievable. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, any, anyway, you get your baseline of like, okay, cool, that one was eight, you know, which is an eight percent match rate basically, because you swiped a hundred, and obviously you could, you can make that more or less. I mean, I usually do a hundred because it's easy round numbers, uh, and then you just change your picture to something else after that forty-eight hours, and you record your new number of matches, and you do the exact same thing. And you can do that with bio pictures, anything you want to test. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Okay. okay, so so now we've tested, we've gotten the profile picture that we like. And at this point, I mean, you've already matched with a few people, assuming yep. that you like them or, you know, you end up matching again. Sure. You know, what's actually, no, I was going to go into the messaging. Let's, I want to back up a little bit first. I have, I have another question for you guys. So yeah. there is a method out there of guys who aren't testing, but they just swipe right on every single girl. Uh -huh. So what do you think about that method? Is that something that the guy should do? Again, we're not talking about testing, but just in general. Should they swipe right on everyone and then, you know, sift through and find the ones that they want to talk to? Or should they really just be 
swiping right on the ones that they're like, okay, I really like this girl. This is the one that I would like to match with. So if they ever do get a match, they can be, you know, really excited about it or whatever. Sure. So I used to be in the camp that I thought, you, you know, as a guy, you should just swipe on everyone because you can always unmatch after. Um, and that's just, that was kind of my thing is that you don't, ha you don't, you're not going to get your hopes up when you're, you know, looking at five pictures of one girl and just really being like, oh man, she's just, she's perfect. Like, I really hope she swipes me back. And then like, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because I mean, realistically it's a numbers game and the odds are not always in your favor. So I used to swipe every single person. Now Tinder earlier this year, I think it was in January, released Tinder Plus, which is their premium paid version of the app. And when they did that, they actually, if you keep, you can still use Tinder for free, the normal version, but uh, you get a limited number of swipes. It's allegedly like 30 right swipes. So if that's the case, if you're doing left swipes, that's, you don't want to just waste them. Well, right? and that's every 12 hours, right? It refills. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, it's this complicated thing where it's, it refills every 12 hours and then you get 30 right swipes. But if you don't use them all, some of them will roll over. So like I didn't go on the app for, I don't know, a week or two. And then I logged on and it was just like swipe after swipe after swipe. And I just couldn't run out. And I finally did, but it was, it was after like hundreds of swipes. Right. But they're more limited is the point. So now so it's probably better to be a little more choosy. If you don't have the premium version. Well, what do you yeah. think? I mean, if, you know, for the guy who's listening, do you think it's worth it to go for the premium version? Does it not matter? I think it absolutely is. Um, reason being is, so it costs, in the U.S. at least, it costs uh, $10 a month if you're under 30 and $20 a month if you're over 30. Uh, and you could actually change your age on Facebook and then that would modify the price. It's just, uh -huh. Tinder hacks. It's, Love yeah, these Tinder it, hacks. I yeah, mean, but then your age shows up differently, and that's a bad start to a date, right? Okay, I like Someone this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I think, I think that whether or not you're paying ten or twenty dollars a month, I mean, I like that of like that is like one round of drinks or less on one date, and. That to me, it's just like it's that's fine. I would, I would invest that. Yeah. In While we're talking about that too, okay, Cupid has a premium version for ten dollars a month, and I totally recommend that. Uh, my matches just got way more attractive. First of all, <laughs> when oh, I when, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it lets you sort by attractiveness, which is kind of cool, and it like a lot of other things like. Wait, um, sort by attractiveness. How does that work? Uh, based on the the stars that people get, like everybody's rated by everybody. And so, Oh my God, there's a rating system. Yeah. Is yeah. that the only app or dating or online dating site that has a rating system like that? That's the only one that I know of. Um, We're talking about OkCupid, okay right? Yeah. OkCupid. Okay it's very, it's very, cause they tell you what percentage enemy and what percentage uh, match you are with someone, which I wouldn't really go by, but they base it a lot on all the questions too. You answer a series of questions and the more questions you answer, the more they can tell how much of a match you'd be with somebody. Okay. But, um, but yeah, the, the attractiveness and also you can't, people can't see when you're visiting their profile unless you want them to, which is another cool feature of that. Um, I, I can't is remember all of them, OKC, but by the way. yeah, there's a lot of really cool features with premium. So if you're on OkCupid, it's definitely worth the $10. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I mean, to me, I just think that like, you know, for 10 or 20 bucks, like if you're, if you're a guy and you're trying to, you know, meet a girl, whether it's to get a girlfriend or whatever, like you've probably gone up to a girl in a bar, bought her a round of drinks, you know, she's like, okay, well now I kind of, I got to talk to this guy for this round or whatever. And then she just like disappears and you're like, oh, well that, that's, that was crappy. Like I just wasted 20 bucks. Right. Uh, you know, versus like spending 20 bucks on Tinder plus and then having for a whole month, you know, unlimited swipes. And you also have a couple other features. You have um, Tinder Passport, which lets you change your location. So if you're going to travel, like Christy and I are in Vegas right now, if we were, uh, if either of us were coming independently and single and we wanted to like set our Tinder up for Vegas three days before we actually came so that we could meet some people, you know, or whatever and have some stuff lined up. Oh, very interesting. Is, well, well, what's the difference if you just, if you don't have that, you, aren't you... Aren't you so able you, to do that anyway or no? No. So, so Tinder will just um, – it's all location-based. So you set your radius and actually Christy and I have a, a cool story about that too. But you'll say, okay, I want to match people within uh, five miles or within 10 miles. And the cap 
at least here in the US, is 50 miles from your current GPS location on your phone. Okay. So there are like, there are third party apps, totally not condoned by Tinder. You absolutely could get your account banned if you got caught using them. But there are apps that would like basically let you like spoof a different location um, on your phone for Tinder. But not really recommended. Again, I think that I think that Tinder Plus is a good investment if you are serious about like using it to actually meet girls, regardless of if you want a relationship or you want you know friends or you just you know whatever. Right. What about? Have you guys heard of Flame? Flame. No, I haven't. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind, Tinder people. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen to this. Okay. So, and everyone everyone else who's listening, it's called Flame. And what it does is, and I think it's like $3. It's an app, and it shows you who said yes to you. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, write this down. So, it shows you who said yes to you, so you can sift through... So you just you know who said yes, and then you can kind of pick from there. So it kind of reverses it. Okay. Interesting. Wow, I see here that it has two th- about two thousand one hundred total ratings, which is a lot. That means it probably has twenty one thousand users or more. No, two hundred ten thousand users. Yes. So yeah, it's only like, like one out of hundred Tinder like will actually review. Yeah, I see that. So so this is another example. So this is kind of like the thing that um. That is very interesting. So, so this is like against Tinder's terms of service. If you use it, what happens is you'll log in with Tinder into their into their app with your Tinder account. Most of the time, they're not really going to get mad at the individual users that use it. The companies would just get mad at. They would send Flame like a cease and desist, saying, "Okay, you're cut off to our API," or be like, "Stop messing with our crap." Got it. So, so and there's been other like. Other apps kind of not exactly that do this, but link up to Tinder, and I've played with them a little bit, and then they get they the apps end up going away. So I mean, I, <laughs> so I, I enjoy it think, while you can. I yeah, guess, it's, but... it's not really like a big danger, but just yeah, just for the listeners, it is like that would technically violate their TOS, but okay, okay. It's something too. I mean, Tinder will stack the deck. So when whenever you log on, the usually if especially if you spend a few days not on the app and then you log on you'll notice that like if you swipe right on any of like the first few girls that are showing up you're going to get a match right away there it's going to be instant match because they've already swiped you right so what tinder will do is take the girls that have already swiped you right and liked you and they'll kind of sort them towards the top of your deck and they do they're doing that so, so that like psychologically they're making you kind of addicted to the app because you log on you do your little swiping thing and you get an immediate match and you have like a little bit of dopamine and a little bit of like woohoo, like nice fuzzy feeling and then you start to associate that with opening the app to begin with. Right. Oh, wow. That's so interesting that you, you put it that way. That's so true how they do that. Yeah. yeah, they get you. But it's also, I mean, it's also still efficient, I think, too, just the fact that they should do that. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. yeah, they should just put them in front of you right away so you can start, you know, getting those uh, getting those matches, you know. Exactly. So that's good. So what do you guys think in terms of, of starting the conversation once you've you know finally got someone that you matched with and you really like? Well, Blake has um, you know, he actually put together a list of fifty of those questions, like like we were talking about earlier. If you don't want to put it in your bio, just kind of like the challenge questions are always fun to start a conversation because it's so different. Women get the same thing every single time. It's just always like, Hey, how are you? You're beautiful, you're hot, like you know, how's your day going? Exactly. How was right. your weekend? Right, right, right. You know, like so generic, nobody takes the time. And what's even worse is if you don't write back to someone and then, then like, you know, a few days later they write the same message again, or they just say it a little bit differently. So then they're like, Hey, how are you? Or what's up again? And you're like, really? You think it's going to work this time? Like, <laughs> say something different. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's sort of like when you're sorting through job applications, um, you want to make your resume stand out. It's kind of the same with your opening question. Right. So what do you think about that, by the way, if like you message someone, because there's definitely some people you can message and they just, you know, they won't message back. Like even if you try something really different, you know, they still won't message back. Do you, would your advice be to try again with something new or do you have a line that you like to use to like get it going again or, or trying to get it, going at all, I should say. Like, what, what do you think about that? Well, I, 
Definitely the moments feature in Tinder is great for getting conversations started again. I wouldn't recommend like, unless you have something incredibly different to say, I don't know. If a girl doesn't write back to you, it could be for a lot of reasons. Maybe try again, but don't try a third time and don't get mad if she doesn't write you back because she could be back with an ex-boyfriend. She could just be having a busy week. And, you know, it kind of does show a little bit of desperation to, to message twice in a row. Um, but if you use the, the moments feature, um, that's a way, it, for, for those people who don't know, basically you can take a picture and you can send it out to all of your matches. So, you know, anything that you're doing throughout the day that's interesting or cool, or you can um, use different quotes, you know, Blake has a lot of suggestions on uh, different tricks for moments, but um, that's a good way to, to show back up in that person's feed and maybe they'll like your moment or comment on it or something like that. And the conversation will start naturally that way. Or you yeah. can see their moment. And then when, if they post a moment, then you're free to com you know comment again about that moment that they posted. So, yeah, and so and two, just to like clarify for the listeners. So the moments are kind of, it's almost like a Snapchat stories. So it's a picture that you can either take or upload and then it lives for 24 hours. And it kind of it has its own little section within Tinder. Um, which it actually the moment section is above the the dialogue boxes in your like messages screen. So any of your matches could go through and just kind of browse the moments of, of their matches, your your moment included. And then it's kind of like the, the Tinder swiping system where they can swipe right or left to like it or not like it. The difference is if they click that they don't like it, it will not unmatch you. It doesn't it doesn't do anything. But if they do like it, then you get a notification that they liked it and that notification also shows up in your dialog box as kind of its own line item with its own timestamp. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that so, okay. So that's on. like especially like if if you match with a say you match with a girl and then two weeks go by and you don't neither of you message each other. Um, you know, statistically speaking, as a guy, like you have to pretty much send the first message. Like most girls will not send a message, first message, period. So if you don't send a message right away, and then the only thing in your dialogue box is, you know, matched on whatever, January 1st, 2014 or something, then it'd be like, well, shoot, now this is really awkward because like we've, we haven't said anything. And it's like, at that point, like you're, it's an uphill battle of like, well, what do I even say now? Like it's been forever, um, which could be for any number of reasons, but if you do the moments thing and then, you know, you post a picture of your puppy or a motivational quote or anything you want, and then she likes it, all of a sudden that match date timestamp is, is completely erased from your message log and it's replaced with, you know, on June, whatever, Christy liked your moment. And then, and then you kind of have like a talking point because she liked whatever photo you, you know, put And And one of the way, one of the cool things in my book too, is that it's just kind of the way that moments are set up is like, it's not really emphasized like who the creator, like who the author is or whatever, or the creator of the moment is it's that part's really kind of de-emphasized down in the bottom corner. So usually like what I suggest guys do is post like five or 10 moments all in one day and then wait that 24 hours. And then usually more often than not, they'll go back and they'll see that a girl that liked one of his moments probably liked all of them. So then the message log all of a sudden is filled with, <laughs> Christy liked your moment. Christy liked your moment. Christy liked your moment. Christy liked your moment. Christy liked your moment, and like, sh and she can see it too. And then you can pretty much say anything, and like the like, girls like will, stop will stalking me. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, um, you can unfollow people's moments. So if you're posting five or ten moments, make sure they're like entertaining and good. Because if you post ten selfies the girl will probably either unmatch you or unfollow your moments because it's just kind of there's definitely guys that I've unfollowed on there and and don't post you know the, the ab selfies don't post the dick pics obviously do you think guys do that have you ever seen oh that? yes oh my god and not only have Shut I seen off. It, not only have I seen it and saved it on my phone so I can show my friends <laughs> but I've had other friends show me you know it's 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 not just to that person your girls tell each other a lot more than you think we do we will sit there with our Tinder and go through our messages and point out the people. So it's not private between you and that girl. She's going to show all her friends. So wow. just, Good to know. just, yeah, know that. And she may even put it on one of those sites. Yeah. Like by Philippe or something. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, you gotta be careful and not be a dick. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Don't Amazing. be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. I actually, I just recorded a, 
a video that will be coming out in a couple of weeks called the six biggest uh, mistakes you can make when texting. And I think number four is just me saying no dick pics. So I'll say this again to the guys who are listening. No dick pics. Trust me, it doesn't help on any level. Even if they ask you for one, don't do it. Trust me. And while we're on this topic, don't ask the girl for pictures before you meet because A, it kind of conveys that you don't trust what she looks like and you're worried about it which is kind of offensive to a woman. Okay. Um, and then B, it's annoying. Like a lot of girls just don't like taking pictures of themselves and sending it to random guys they haven't met yet. Right. And a lot, that's the biggest complaint I hear from my girlfriends or one of them is just like, he won't stop asking me to send pictures. Like, I'm going to see you on Friday. Why does he want pictures? What about FaceTime? Well, what about, oh, okay. FaceTime. Yeah. FaceTiming pre date. You know, that would be, that would be awesome. I don't know. I've definitely talked about doing a phone call, um, pre-date FaceTime. So I think the thing is, though, I mean, from a guy's perspective is, and I had this experience, the very first date that I ever went on from OkCupid, which was in 2012 when I moved to LA, uh, I learned that the girl had only picked, she had only pictures of her face, you know, head up, shoulders up or whatever, and her profile. And, you know, she seemed, I mean, she was a, She's an attractive girl, but she showed up and she was a lot larger than I would have guessed. And I mean, it was fine. Like we had a nice date, but all of a sudden I realized I'm like, oh, okay, well, if they don't have a full body shot, like it's a little bit, I mean, you say like asking for more photos is a red flag, but you know, also I think from a guy's perspective of if you see a girl on a dating site that only has face pictures as a guy, I think that's a little bit of a red flag. Right. Well, I've been yeah. asked for photos when I had like three different full body shots showing my exact size. So right. I think guys just do that because they are trying to get sexy photos. I don't know why they do that. Mm. I know they're visual people, right. but um, if I have, you know, guys' biggest fear is getting catfish when it comes to online dating. You know, they say women's biggest fear is like going on a date with a serial killer and men's biggest fear is getting catfished. Right. So I would say, you know, on my on my blog, I have a list, but there's a ton of ways you can find people's pictures online and like do your background research and make sure that person, you know, has friends, has other pictures of themselves, you know, they're a normal person. So I say just do your background research and don't match with people who don't, you know, or like, yeah, just don't match, don't trust them, or at least know what you're getting yourself into if they don't have a full body shot. Right, okay. Okay, so so that's good advice. Now we're at the part where, you know, you're having the conversation, it's going well. So I guess let's rewind a little bit, right? So before we even get to that part, what do you guys suggest in terms of getting the phone number? When do you ask for it? Do you ask for it? Do you give them your phone number? What do you think is the best process for a guy here? Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's totally going to be case by case and depending on really like the rapport and the conversation that you've got going with the girl. But in my experience, I prefer to put the ball in her court. So I will make sure to have a good conversation, not just talk about myself. You know, you got to ask them questions about their self. I I believe that it's important to compliment them on something other than their physical appearance. You know, there's a lot of kind of different steps you can take, but when it's finally time to, you feel like, okay, I'm going to take this conversation off Tinder. Uh, which I believe is something that you should do the first day that you're talking. I don't think that you should let, you shouldn't let a conversation wait overnight if possible um, because a girl's just going to get buried with messages. So if you could do it all in one swoop and it doesn't have to be all day long, it could be five to 10 messages exchanged. Um, I mean, it might be a little more like might be a little less depending, but what I'll do is I'll, once I get to the point where I'm comfortable, I know that, that I think I would enjoy this girl's company on a date I believe that, you know, she's pretty interested, showing some signs that she's interested in me. I'll send two messages kind of right away in sequence. And it, the first one is just my phone number, just the numbers. And then after that, I'll send a second message that just says, use it if you want to, if not, no hard feelings. And then a little like smiley face or winky face emoji. Wow. Okay. I like that move. So you're really putting the ball in their court. Right. And and so the kicker though is, you know, with the second part saying, you know, if not no hard feelings, like that's like the hardest part to actually like mean, but it's like the most important thing because not every single girl is going to, is going to, you know, use it. But I think that if, if you build up the, uh, the rapport well enough, 
that that is absolutely like it's kind of a strong it's a it's a power move because it obviously it shows that you know you want to take the conversation off tinder but you also know that you're a catch and if she doesn't see that then you know no hard feelings like she has your number and if she wants to use it she can right pressure's off right so and that that feels good and and usually i mean well over half the time that i've ever used that it's an immediate text message saying hey this is you know it's me save my number uh you know and then they're actually with uh with this is in Christie's article about, you know, internet stalking or researching. Um, but then, you know, immediately after you could say, okay, Christy, thanks. You know, I definitely want to hang out. Um, you know, I, what's your last name or should I just save you as Christy Tinder, which is probably like the most common last name in cell phones these days. <laughs> so, and usually, I mean, I think that at that point, if she's like, okay, well I gave him the number, like there's kind of this like, like yes chain almost where she says, if she can, if you can get her saying yes to smaller things, and that will kind of carry up because she'll mm-hmm. just be used to doing that. So if she's if she's just giving you her number and then you just say, okay, well, you know, what's your last name? Because, you know, otherwise I could just save you as Christy Tinder. Uh, usually she'll tell you and then you could just do a quick Facebook search and you could find, you know, the full body shots or, right. or more pictures just right. to kind of confirm that she is who she says she is. Or you can right. actually search her phone number in uh, the search bar on Facebook. And if the person has their number listed, even if it's just to their own friends, Whoa. it will pull them up. Oh, so. my God. Never never thought pro about tip. that one. That is – yeah, that is a pro tip right there. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you God. know, I have another pro tip. This is kind of off the subject, but um, I haven't actually told anyone this yet. I just kind of like realized it. Um, there's something called Hover Zoom. It's like an extension on Chrome. And when you hover over a picture, it expands the picture to full size. That has been so like on OkCupid, it's so helpful because you know you're going through your messages and you see this tiny, tiny little thumbnail. Um, if you if you have this extension installed, you can just hover over it and see exactly who the person is that you're talking to without having to click on their profile and all of that. So it saves a lot of time on the web-based um, dating apps. Nice. It's called Hover Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hover Zoom. Awesome. We'll put that in the description as well. Hover Zoom. Cool. Perfect. Okay, awesome. So, so yeah. Now let's let's get down to uh, to the part where you know you 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 do the line that you said. You give them their number, and they end up texting you. What do you suggest in terms of setting up the date, or you know, what's the, what's the? I guess what what are the steps from like now you got their number up until you get them on a date? What what do you do at this point? What do you suggest? I mean, I think setting up a date as soon as possible is probably the way to go. Nobody likes talking forever, um, like on, especially women. We, we don't like wasting our time just having conversations when there's not a date being set up. So we'll do it a little bit, you know, a few different exchanges. But then if the guy's still like not asking us out, it kind of gets annoying. Um, so I would say try to just just say what you want. Be like, you know, I'd love to take you out for drinks. Let me know, you know, and I think... There's something called, um, there's two different sales tactics that we like to talk about uh, that you can use. One is called assume the sale. So basically, don't ask her if she wants to go out with you. Just assume it and say it in a way that it does. it's not a yes or no answer. So, you know, let's grab drinks. Or, you know, when do I get to take you for drinks? Would Wednesday or Friday be better? And yeah, the other one is called the two option close. So basically, just offer two options. So it's, you know, usually if somebody's offered two options, they'll choose one or the other rather than even thinking about the word no. Oh, my God. Amazing. Blake, you got a hell of a girl over here. Yeah. Well, no. Look Blake, at that. Look at that. Like teaching the guys these little sales techniques. I love <laughs> it. No, actually, no. Blake Blake and I, um, we both kind of – it was actually Blake's idea. <laughs> I can't take credit. <laughs> we tag teamed it. We tag teamed yeah. it. But, no, but that but is, it's that is that good, works, though. You yeah. know? It really works. Let's is the great – I love the word let's. That's one of my favorites in terms of like assuming, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like you're, you're kind of asking, but you're not, you're more like suggesting. It's like just a more confident way of asking somebody out like, Hey, let's do this. Right. You know what I mean? Just like assuming. So that's, that's really good. And so what do you suggest? Do you think you should do a drink or do you do a dinner date or do you do something completely different or does it depend? What do you think about that? You know, it all depends, but I don't recommend a dinner date um, just because it's too much of an investment. It's awkward eating in front of somebody that you've just met. Um, it's okay for small bites, but 
you know, drinks is always pretty safe if the other person actually drinks alcohol because it loosens you up a little bit. Um, but I don't just pick a generic place. I feel like the more unique you can make the location, the better. And I like to suggest places that might have games or something. So like um, a pinball machine or like foosball table or, you know, shuffleboard or something cool like that. Yeah. But also if, if you talked about something or if there's something in her profile that might give you a hint to what kind of date she would like, I totally think you should use that to your advantage, you know, and show that you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, but then at the same time, you want to pick a place that you're comfortable in. So um, if it's something that you would never do and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, then don't do it. Uh, you know, just kind of like, because you, the most important thing is that you feel comfortable during the date. Right, exactly. It's something like, you know, if you do something that's totally just like out of your, your realm, like, I don't know, sailing or something or something maybe that, or tennis or something like you're like, you know they like it, but you're like, that's not really your thing. Right. You Probably don't not ask, a good idea. Yes. Yeah, no. I mean, and, and that's, that's too much of a commitment. Yeah, that's a date number two thing for sure. And plus women don't really like to get all sweaty and, you know, on a first date we want to, you know. Yeah, a little romantic, a little more romantic than that. Yeah, absolutely. But right. something that I always like to recommend is to plan a backup, like a secondary date. So let's say you take the girl out to, um, you know, for a drink and it's going really well and it's been like an hour, an hour and a half and it's kind of like, kind of things are not really that exciting there. And, you know, it always helps to have a backup date plan. You look spontaneous and you're like, hey, you know, I'm having a really great time with you right now. Let's go check out, um, there's a really cool spot for dessert down the street. Let's go, like, check that out. And that's good for a couple reasons. Um, one, because the more different places someone is with you, the, uh, the more comfortable they'll feel because it's, it's weird how your brain kind of tricks you into, like, having multiple memories with one person. Right, So, right. So yeah. that's good. And then the walk together is good. Um, and, you know, that's a good opportunity to, like, if it's cold, you can offer your jacket. She might, you know, grab your arm or you know, whatever else. So that's kind of like a cute little romantic walk to the next place. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You're changing venues and it's like, yeah, it's, it feels as if you've been spending more time with each other, even if it's like a little bit of time in multiple locations. Is that what you're saying? Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. Awesome. Awesome. And I just thought of one more thing too. It's actually backtracking a little bit to more setting it up. Um, but something that I like, uh, that I highly recommend that guys do, you know, if you go with like a two option close and say, okay, you know, uh, I'm free on Wednesday and Friday night. Which one's better for you? And they say, okay, Wednesday. And then setting a time frame of, okay, Wednesday evening, you know, I'm free from 6 to 8 p.m. And setting an end time for your date, um, at least just for starters when you're setting it up. So the reason that that's important is because the girl, like everybody's probably been on dates that like just kind of ended up dragging on and on. And it's like all of a sudden your whole night's gone you're home at midnight, you missed all this fun stuff, like you couldn't really leave, you didn't have the heart to just walk away or whatever. So if you set like, and I think two hours is a great time frame to say, and you don't have to say anything about what you're doing before or what you're doing after, you just say, you know, I'm free from, from six to eight. And they're like, okay, cool, I get off work at 6.30. You'd be like, okay, great, let's go here, it's, you know, 6.45. Like you don't have to change, you know, it just, she assumes that you're busy at eight and that kind of, again, plays on like, okay, not, you know, all of a sudden you're a man of mystery, like what else do you have going on, you know, or whatever. And then what's the cool thing is that um, if you get to the end of the day and you are having fun and then she's like, oh crap, it's 7.55, like don't you have to go? Um, then you could even say something like, oh, you know, like when I ran to the restroom, I actually, uh, I shuffled some things around because I'm just, I'm having such a good time. So, you know, I opened up my schedule for you, you know, then all of a sudden they feel like really important and special. And you've already, you know, you've used that kind of false time frame almost to get them, you know, to agree to it because it's less of a commitment. But then if you want to, you could stay longer. What if you say something like, you know what, I'll, like this is, you know, assuming you want to keep the date going. What if you say something kind of flirty like, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure how this was going to go because it's our first date. So sure. I put the time frame in, but honestly, I'm having an amazing time. And I was just doing that, you know, because I wasn't sure I was going to go, but it's, this has been really fun. So let's keep going or something like that. Totally. I think yeah. that totally works. And it shows the girl that you weren't so into her from the beginning that you just assumed that you were going to spend all night together. Right. You're, you're not, you're not desperate. Like gives yeah. you a little more value. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the, on this note too, um, 
I also want to add, and this is, this is my number one, I think, pet peeve, and probably every girl that I know has the same one, is whenever you set the date, uh, or whenever you decide that you're going to go out with her, and she says, yes, you know, I, you know I'd love to, um, don't just leave it there. Con- actually make a plan and do it as soon as possible. So figure out a day and a time at the very least and make sure she knows that. Um, probably where you're going to go, right? That's crazy. So, so that people, she knows what guys do that, huh? They just like say like, oh, what's, you just have them agree to a date and then they don't, they don't make a date? Yeah, yeah. They don't let you know and it's the worst when you have to write and go, so what's the plan? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, my friends and we always, we're just like, make a plan. Why can't you just make a plan? Uh, so, Basically, just confirm it. Take the lead on deciding where. It's okay if you go to her. I think it's it's sometimes better if you go to her area, if you guys live kind of far away. And if you don't know the area, it's totally fine to say, like, do you have any recommendations since you know the area better, or do you want me to pick something? Um, and a lot of times she'll be like, oh, yeah, I know this great place. But if not, then be like, all right, I'll figure it out. And then figure it out. It's not that hard. There's Yelp.com. So, you know, just women don't want to make decisions. We want the guy... Like, at least in the beginning, we want the guy to just be a man and tell us what we're going to be doing. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I say on a lot of my videos and podcasts. And you're hearing it right now from a woman herself. They want you to, to take control. They want you to make the decisions. They want you to, you know, make those first moves. I always tell guys, I think that's a great situation to be in, you know. I've heard some guys complain, like, why do I have to do all the everything? Why why do I have to do all the work? I, I, I think that's the best position to be in, to be honest. Like, I like being right. able to be in control and make the decisions, you know what I mean, instead of kind of waiting around. I, that's one aspect I feel bad for in terms of, like, dating and, and women is that they, you know, they kind of have to just let things happen and I can see that getting annoying. I don't know. Does that get annoying for you? Oh yeah. It gets really annoying. And you know, you wonder why women overanalyze everything. It's because we're left to wait. You know, we have to sit here and wait for the guy to make the next move. So we're analyzing every little thing, trying to figure it out. Um, so yeah, it totally gets annoying, but it's also fun. And you know, this whole thing of like, it shows us what kind of a man he is, you know, and so it kind of helps us weed out. I mean, that's a red flag for women. If a guy can't confirm the date and do all these things, you know, he's not going to make a good partner. So. Right, right, exactly. This, yeah. is, this has been great, guys. I'm having a great time. This is like such good information. I'm learning personally so much new stuff here, which is just so much fun. I think we're closing in on the hour now. I want to know, you know, we, we've just taken it from the very beginning, creating the profile, the bio, all the way up into, you know, getting her off of the app, messaging her, getting her on a date, the type of date to go on. Is there any other kind of closing tips that you guys might have in terms of this process? Uh, well, I think that it's important definitely on Tinder but also on dates. Um, I think this can probably – is probably more challenging for guys than girls. It's like not trying to – not building someone up to be something like amazing in your head before like you've really gotten to know that person. And mm-hmm. so – you know, I used to do this all the time when I was dating is I, you know, I get these little inklings of, you know, things that people would do and I just kind of make this like put them on a pedestal in my head to be like, oh my gosh, they're perfect. And I would fill in, you know, they might do like two random kind of things and then I'd fill in all these gaps in between and make up kind of this idealized version of them. them. And then I go into the date and I'm like super nervous because I'm thinking that I'm going on a date with like my, you know, the perfect dream girl. And, you know, luckily later in life, I've kind of realized, okay, you know what, like I've met so many people and gotten, you know, so many cool friendships and relationships and different things under my belt that now I just realized like, I'm not going to make assumptions. And that goes, you know, for good or bad, like I'm not going to assume that they're a bad person, but I'm not going to assume that they're perfect for me. And it makes it a lot easier to go into dates like that and into swipes or into messages on Tinder just kind of being like, okay, well, you know, I know what I've got to bring to the table and I'm confident in that. And, you know, if this girl sees it and then also if I, you know, think that she's cool, then great. This could become something more. But if not, like, that's okay. Like, I've had so many other experiences. Like, I know how this is. Like, it's not going to be, you know, it's not a one-time thing. So I just think that that's like super critical, like overarching thing is like, know and believe what you have to bring to the table and like don't put somebody on a pedestal before you see actually what they do have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that goes along with some advice that I like to say is, 
It's just about getting out of your head, you know, get out of your head, stay present in the moment. Don't start creating, you know, these, these random thoughts that, you know, are, are, are not true that you don't know about. And that's going to take you away from being in the moment and really experiencing, you know, a nice date with someone or a nice conversation with someone and, and just having fun in the meantime and, and, and getting to know them by getting to know them instead of making up, like you said, these little stories in your head. So I think right. that's, that's great advice. That's great advice. Anything else? I would love to hear uh, more about uh, where people can find you guys, your websites, name them now, and I'll also put them in the description so people can check all that stuff out. Cool. Sure. Um, so my name, Christy Elaine, uh, my, my blog is at christyelaine.com. So that's spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-A-L-L-A-I-N.com. And I wrote a book called Nailed It uh, for Men about how they can crush a first date. And um, I post new content there all the time. And I have some free giveaways too. I have a date, uh, a date idea handbook where I have over 100 different date ideas um, that you can look at. And also a first date cheat sheet that you can download for free. Awesome. Very helpful. I love it. Good. And Blake? Yeah. yeah uh, so I do – so I guess for the dating stuff, um, primarily it's at tinderhacks.com. Uh, but I also have blakejameson.com which I will be posting some more dating content, non, not necessarily specific to Tinder. Uh, and then on YouTube too, YouTube slash Blake Jameson. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing this and, and coming together. I, I, you know, we, we should do this again. We should do this again with like a different topic, something Absolutely. later on. It was definitely fun to, you know, have you both on and get, and really the most fun part about this is we went through the whole experience on Tinder and we got the female and the male perspective, which right. I think really, really helps. And I think that, you know, the guys who are listening are, are going to see that and just get a lot of help from it. So thank you both for being here and hopefully we'll talk again very soon. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, this, was, this was really great. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com. <laughs>